Hi there, my name is Dr Michael Nunns. I'm a research fellow in the University of Exeter Medical School. Welcome to the first episode in our Research Snapshot series. What we're aiming to do with these podcasts is just give a three or four minute overview of our latest research, just to try and help make our uh, work a bit more accessible and engage in a little bit more debate with the scientific community and beyond. If you've got any questions about any of the episodes or want to get a hold of any of the research, drop me a line on Twitter at mnuns84 or give me an email and those details are in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode and if you've got any feedback, please do get in touch. So today I want to talk about our Penn-Clark supported publication, which came out earlier this month in the journal Psycho-Oncology. This is a systematic review with a meta-analysis of non-pharmacological interventions aiming to reduce anxiety, fear and distress in children and young people undergoing treatments for cancer. And really the rationale for this is that while we know that treatment of cancer and success rate for treatments has improved significantly over the years, young people face some really quite nasty procedures and often repeated bouts of those things. Um, and we're talking about needle insertions, lumbar punctures, um, stem cell transplantations, all of which can be quite distressing and can be increasingly distressing as uh, they undergo repeated bouts of treatment. Um, so obviously experiencing distress is not only bad in the short term, but there's evidence to, su to suggest that this can have long-term significant impacts on the mental health and social functioning of young people as they carry on into later life. So what we wanted to do was look at ways other than the provision of more drugs, that could help reduce some of the fear and distress and anxiety that surrounds these treatments. And the hope really was that in producing this review, we were either going to highlight some promising interventions or, and perhaps more realistically, our expectation was that we'd give a clear overview of what the gaps were in the research and hopefully what we could direct in terms of the need for more primary research. So what we did was to carry out an extremely thorough and systematic search of databases, reports and websites for any randomised controlled trials, because they're considered the best quality evidence available when evaluating an intervention. And as long as the intervention was not drug based, we were interested. Then we checked whether the intervention was aiming to reduce anxiety, distress or fear in young people as they undergo treatments for cancer, not um, long term quality of life or general day to day uh, mental health outcomes, but specifically as they undergo their treatments. Um, when we found those studies, we included them, we evaluated them for the way they were conducted and reported, looking for any um, factors that might introduce some bias into their findings. 
And we considered running a meta-analysis if we had any studies that were similar, similar enough that we could pull their results together and give a summary effect. So we identified just 15 studies from those searches which met our inclusion criteria. Um, straight away, the first thing to say is that the quality of these studies was really quite variable, um, tending to be of low quality and relatively high bias in the way they're reported. And that's not true across the board, but immediately we're thinking about caveats to any conclusions that we might draw from the research. Um, there was a group of eight studies which assessed hypnosis techniques. Um, this was our strongest group of evidence. All the others, all the other studies were single or one or two studies in a particular, looking at a particular intervention like distraction or listening to music or CBT. But the hypnosis approaches were a bit more consistent and there was a bit more evidence in that area. Um, hypnosis involved um, approaches like direct suggestions, including thoughts about trying to switch off the pain or focusing specifically on your own body and trying to control the response to pain or imagining yourself being in a different place or thinking about positive thoughts. And techniques like this, which were rehearsed between one and four times, uh, 15 to 40 minutes at a time. We described the evidence about hypnosis as promising at best. The studies actually were of relatively good quality, um, particularly compared to some of the distraction type interventions. Um, but there are a lot of limitations to what we could really say about whether you can recommend hypnosis and ultimately we wouldn't do it on the back of this review. Half of the studies were conducted in Greece and basically with a, a cohort of or cohorts of young people around the age of six to ten. So we don't have evidence for older or younger groups of children. We don't have any evidence from the UK context which really continues some worrying trends that we've we've seen on some other reviews. Um, and we do come back to that lack of clarity in reporting and ultimately a small number of studies in the area. So, as I say, we, we said that the evidence for hypnosis was promising, but there's clearly a need for significant additional primary research in this area, particularly looking at the UK context and looking at young people of different ages and using different hypnotic techniques. So that's it for this brief summary of our recent publication in Psycho-Oncology. You can find the link to the paper on my Twitter profile and in the description of the podcast. And if you can't get a hold of the full text, please drop me a message and I'll be able to share that with you. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And as this was the first episode in the series, if you've got any comments or feedback, I'd love to hear it. 
kind or otherwise. Um, apologies for some of the transitions. This is quite experimental, but hopefully this has informed you about this paper and you'll be looking forward to the next episode. Thank you very much.